0: Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency for the New Spectator USA website. I'm joined today by Jacob Halbrun, who is editor of The National Interest and also author of They Knew They Were Right, The Rise of the Neocons. So Jacob, we just had the news that uh, Michael Cohen has admitted that he lied about how long negotiations over the Trump Tower in Moscow went on for and this would sort of suggest that the president either sort of deliberately misled the public or sort of willingly ignored Cohen's or just didn't know that Cohen was lying. How significant is this? I mean it feels like Trump has been worried about the Mueller investigation for a few days. He's certainly been tweeting a lot about it. Is this what he was worried about? It's hard to know with precision because there's a
1: story in the Washington Post that just came out that says that the acting attorney general, Mark Whitaker, was informed of the forthcoming plea, but the article suggests that he may not have informed Trump of it and that this could create tensions between Whitaker and Trump. I do think it appears that Trump's was fixated with Paul Manafort and thought that he had performed an end run around the Mueller investigation mm. because Mueller came down hard, you may remember, just a few days ago on Manafort. And tomorrow uh, there will be a court appearance by Manafort's counsel. Mm. Mueller is asking for sentencing as quickly as possible of Paul Manafort. And Manafort's counsel was collaborating, or if you wish, colluding with the Trump legal team mm. to the displeasure of, of Robert Mueller. And Trump was obviously somehow fixated with, with Manafort. And I think that's what his agitation was about. The question is, did Manafort in the end function as a decoy that diverted Trump's attention from the true peril he faces from Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen worked for Trump for over a decade and was his right-hand man. Mm. Manafort occupied no such role and does not possess nearly the amount of damaging information that Cohen does.
0: Well, Trump today, again, he tries to sort of cast Cohen as, as actually quite a bit-part player in his life. That's just false, do you think?
1: Completely bogus. Mm. But it is typical of Trump's modus operandi. He called him a liar. The only word he didn't use, I think, was loser, which is one of his favorites. Yes. Trump has weak, a...
0: Weak, weak human being. Yes, yeah.
1: very weak. <laughs> Trump has a, an interesting capacity to, to jettison people that no longer serve his uses. In the case of Cohen, however, that may have backfired, because Cohen clearly saw Trump as a somewhat something of a father figure and sought his benison, so to speak, Mm. and was denied it, and then turned on Trump with a special virulence. And to the extent that what Trump said today is actually not completely true either, which is that Cohen was simply seeking to reduce his sentence. Mm. According to the ABC News report, Cohen, in fact, is going far beyond that and collaborating with various prosecutors in in cases where he could derive no no benefit personally
0: yes and as as we understand it he'll have there are plenty more bombs that he can drop as it were
1: presumably I mean my own view is that the maybe the greatest danger that Trump faces is to his own business empire he can he can always resign as president Mm. but what he really has to protect the crown jewel for him it's his personal wealth, and the Trump operation. Trump has, is a branding genius and has done well there, but it, it was also at bottom a criminal enterprise, as far as we can see. And it, what it may have, re, what it appears to have relied on heavily, is money from the Saudis and the Russians. And my, my this is speculative, right? right. You're gonna, you're well, gonna, when do. we're dealing with all of this, it's speculative based on the information that we have.
0: But yes, yeah, so there, there do seem to be shell companies and it was run. But I mean, really. And
1: real estate is a classic money laundering operation. I mean, that's how, that's how real estate functions in this country to, to, to some degree.
0: But do you think it's a case of, you know, if you have a global company, you, you're going to have shell companies. I mean, this is how billionaires operate. Is, is it a case that a billionaire can't really be a president?
1: No, I think you're incorrect there. I think Trump has. Bloomberg
0: is the shining knight. No, he doesn't have
1: to be a shining knight. But everything, every rock that you overturn with Trump, suggests criminal criminal activity. It's no accident, for example, why was no bank except Deutsche Bank willing to loan funds to Trump? Every other bank decided this this guy's no good. Mm. And today, Deutsche Bank was raided by 170 German police officials. For money laundering, 350 million in money laundering. Yeah. Deutsche Bank also has lent both Jared Kushner and Trump 360 million, I believe, over the past decade. Now, I'm not saying all of that was money laundering, yeah. but all of it is highly murky.
0: Yes. And what happens next then? I mean, d- Trump is now in Argentina. Um, he's cancelled this meeting with Putin, possibly because he didn't want all the stories to be that he was going to be further colluding with Putin. But what, I mean, how, how bad can it get before Mueller sort of drops, before Mueller sort of comes out and fires? And when do we think Mueller is going to come out and fire? Because we've been told for a while that he's going to wrap it up quite soon.
1: Well, no one really knows except yeah. for Mueller himself. One of the interesting consequences of this, of Trump's predicament, is precisely that he had to cancel the meeting with Putin, perhaps on personal grounds, mm. Maybe he should be having the meeting with Putin. But because of his own personal problems, it's become impossible because it creates the optic of him colluding with the the Russian leader.
0: Well, actually, you know, perhaps you'll probably think I'm naive, but perhaps, he, perhaps it is as straight as he said, because he said before he got on the plane today that he was going to look at a report into what happened in the Ukraine and make a decision about whether he was going to. And then when he was on the plane, he tweeted that he would be cancelling the meeting because of the situation in Ukraine, because the ships hadn't gone back in the soldiers. I mean, that is it quite a good reason to cancel a meeting with with the Russian president? Uh, I
1: think under the... You you could argue it either the way. It's how Trump does
0: leverage, isn't it? I won't meet you unless you do...
1: I don't think Putin really cares that much, to be honest. No, probably not. Uh, It might have given Trump an opportunity if he had the fortitude to confront Putin, mm. but we also know that Trump often flinches in face-to-face encounters at, at
0: delivering bad
1: news. He's, in fact, not as tough as he makes himself out to be.
0: Yes, he always wants to tell people what they want to hear.
1: Right. And he will never, or it's, he always has someone else, he has, always has his chief of staff, John Kelly, fire one yes. of his cabinet officials. He won't do it personally. Well, he he, did, seems he, to it shrink, <laughs> he seems to shirk personal confrontation.
0: Yes. And I, we, one thing I'd like to ask you about is we often hear that Mueller is this black box and that he doesn't leak, and that sort of journalists say it almost religiously. Uh, I can't help feeling that maybe he does a bit, although certainly information is coming out from the Mueller investigation. I mean, which it does seem like, you know, the perhaps not Mueller himself, but certainly the investigation... It's not, I'm not saying it's a witch hunt, like Trump says, but it's certainly, it's got a bit of animus about Trump behind it, wouldn't you say?
1: No, I no. disagree. Okay. You think I a, think the leaks that you're receiving are coming from Rudy Giuliani and other people around Trump. Yes. They are absolutely are. For example, today, it was leaked that Trump's written responses, in fact, were congruent with what Cohen stated Mm. So what you're—interestingly, Trump called Cohen a liar this morning. But in fact, Trump's own team is saying that Trump's version of events does about the Moscow Tower align with Cohen's. Mm. So I think in many—often Giuliani or the others perceive they have an incentive to try and and leak information— I just don't see it. Mueller is such a straight arrow and he enforces what appears to be draconian control over his team. So I don't I don't see leaks coming. What was interesting to read today was the the guilty plea, the agreement that came out in, in that was published today mm. in court. And there you do then again you start to see it's very specific about the things that Cohen begins by showing the, the, the statements that Cohen made, which are in bold, and then it shows you what was actually the truth and what Cohen now acknowledges. So the, the agreements and the published statements that Mueller provides are detailed, specific, and contain no ad hominem
0: statements. But it's possible, isn't it, that a lot of what Cohen is going to allege Um, and particularly, you look at his sort of trips, alleged trips to Eastern Europe and things like that, a lot of what Cohen is going to allege about Trump is, um, could just be, actually, was Cohen trying to enrich himself? You know, he was always trying to get money for himself using his connection to Trump.
1: Well, one problem with that theory would be that, according to the guilty agreement today, he did brief Trump personally three times on these negotiations. Yeah. He also negotiated directly with Kremlin officials. And the agreement states that he briefed family members associated with individual number one. Yeah. So is that Don Jr. And, and Jared Kushner? I'm not saying that the, Co- I wouldn't say that the Cohen agreement today will single-handedly bring down Donald Trump, mm. but it's another brick in the wall. Of mendacity that's being built around the president and I think it becomes increasingly strained to argue that the president knew nothing about this as this goes on and also is it is what we are seeing right now just the tip of the iceberg now the Republican senators today Lindsey Graham and others are quite dismissive of mm. the Cohen agreement today and you can take that stance But the question is, at what point does it become implausible, if not preposterous, to maintain this stance? At some point, if Mueller has the goods, there will be a tsunami of evidence.
0: But is there a danger? I mean, obviously, the legal process is a separate thing, and that could bring down Trump. But in terms of how the public feel, that... I mean nobody can keep up with all these details you know I mean you have to be a journalist concentrating all the time to look at everything that's going on and that it does you know does feel like a witch hunt to a lot of people they always knew that Trump was a you know bit of a wide boy businessman and that it doesn't really it, it doesn't make them think that Trump should go and if he does go and there might be a lot of anger about you know, what the deep state did to Trump.
1: Well, there are two ways that, that this could pan out. One would be that Trump himself makes a rash move. Hmm. He starts pardoning Manafort and others in, hmm. able to, in order to extricate himself, and thereby heightens, further heightens the scrutiny on himself. Another is if Mueller obviously produces the, the fabled smoking gun. Was there an attempt at a quid pro quo? Did Trump himself authorize or even put into writing that he would be willing to trade sanctions relief for some economic benefit in Russia for himself personally? Now, obviously, I don't know. Uh, But um, the way that Trump is behaving... The, he, he appears to be panic-stricken. So you do have to wonder, if it's all blown out of proportion, why does Trump respond with such increasing virulence to these accusations? Yeah. Simply because he regards them as, as bogus? It's, it becomes harder and harder to, to maintain that hypothesis.
0: Or that he, he is exasperated at having spent so much of his presidency. That's what he says.
1: But he doesn't really. If he had been canning her about this, he would have shut up.
0: Yes. Well, maybe he doesn't think it really hurts him.
1: Well, it certainly helps to mobilize part of his base. Mm. And but if you, I don't think it's enough. And I do think that it, it, it. These are more than flesh wounds that he is experiencing at this point.
0: I think he's fully aware of it. People say it's you know, like. Uh yeah, watergate on Watergate on acid, I heard someone call it <laughs> but uh i mean if 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 that's so would you say this is actually worth the watergate this is you know this is a more significant uh, humiliation of the president
1: I think you can make a case that that Watergate was a witch hunt yeah in the end i don't think that's correct, but there certainly was. A zealous movement to expel Nixon from the White House. And he, through his behavior, helped exacerbate it. Mm. But there was criminal activity in the White House, that's clear. Uh, but Nixon was a piker next to Donald Trump. I think Nixon did believe in an American national interest, Trump subordinates it to his own financial interests. Mm. And Nixon did under was a lawyer, former lawyer, had served as a congressman, senator, and vice president, and had s- some faith in American institutions. There were limits, lines that he was not
0: willing to cross. I do not believe that that's the case for Donald Trump. When, when you say Trump suborns uh, his, you know, the national interest to his financial interest, can you actually, you know, is that actually true? Are you, are you sure that's true?
1: Well, if you look at the way he's behaving towards Saudi Arabia, again, am I 100%? Can I, can I prove this in stone? No. Yeah. But what explains, it's, it's beyond, it's not even realpolitik anymore to abase yourself to the Saudi kingdom or to cringe before Vladimir Putin the way he does. And it does lead, you know, without trying to sound paranoid, My – the obvious conclusions would seem to be that he has derived or continues to have significant financial ties to these countries and does not want to jeopardize them.
0: Jacob, it's fascinating talking to you. Always. All the best. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer.